friends, Emily here, your host of The Missing Piece. Each week, we discuss a new topic in fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, and just overall healthy living in the hopes that you'll find the missing piece to your lifestyle. If it's your first episode, welcome to the podcast, and if you're a long-time listener, welcome back. Now let's get into today's episode. Hey guys, we are back for another episode of The Missing Piece. Today we are going to be talking about why the fitness industry is failing and what you can do to not fail on your goals for 2018. But before we get into today's episode, I just want to talk a little bit about my personal goals for 2018 regarding this podcast and my website. So first and foremost, I want to grow both platforms. I want to get the information out to new people. So to do that, I made another Instagram account uh, at Emily Meyer Fitness. If you are listening to this podcast and it is safe to do so, take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram story, tag me so I know you're listening. You can also keep up with my personal Instagram at Emily underscore Meyer 13. In addition, some of you guys know I am Precision Nutrition Certified, so I want to start using that certification. I've spent a lot of time coming up with systems for both fitness and nutrition coaching online. And for a limited time, I need people to test these systems. So you can head on over to emilymeyerfitness.com, click on online coaching, and for, again, a limited time, and there's only a limited number of spots available, but you can sign up to work with me completely free on your goals for 2018. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode, talk about why the fitness industry is failing and what you can do to avoid failing your goals for 2018. The most staggering statistic that proves the failure of the fitness industry is the rising obesity rate. Overall, I think it would be wise to say the fitness industry strives, or definitely should strive, to help others live healthier lifestyles. Regardless, in my opinion largely due to lack of accountability, the obesity rates are still rising in the general population. There's so much information available, there's so many gyms to join, but why are the rates still rising. People know they should eat healthier. People know that they should exercise, but it's just not happening due to two reasons. I think it's lack of accountability and it's trying to do too much at one time. People go from not working out at all to attempting to work out six to seven times per week, but life gets in the way. It's ambitious to go into 2018 with the goal and want to do everything all at once but we just can't. It's just not realistic. So there's a ton of information available, and yet we're still seeing these rising obesity rates. Why is that? Why do people know what to do and yet they're still not doing it? That lack of accountability plays such a big role. In addition, some of the information is just incorrect. While social media makes us connected as we've ever been, It also allows a lot of information to get out there. There's a very low barrier to entry. Even when we find the correct information, the information simply isn't enough. We need that accountability. We need someone checking in with us to see. So not everyone's on the obesity spectrum or even close to that. There are people at a healthy body weight for them personally. 
there's still so many forgotten goals and in the spirit of 2018 resolutions falling to the wayside after only about a month, month and a half. People are simply going, like I said, too much too fast. So what can you do in this failing industry? How can you not fail your goals? First and foremost, my recommendation is to find your why. So your why is simply why you do something. Oftentimes the 10 pound weight loss goal is not about the 10 pounds. It's not even about fitting in that smaller size of jeans. But we'll get back to that in a second. Why is it important to find your why? It eliminates distractions. You can make better decisions when you have clarity and purpose behind your actions. Now, these decisions won't necessarily be easy to make, but you will know what choice you should make. When you have a clear and focused vision for the future, you're better able to plan the little steps. And with the goal in mind, you're able to work backward and determine what you can do today to make progress towards your goal. It's an easy yes or no. If something brings you closer to your goal, go for it. If it's a distraction from your goal, then it's a no. Again, these decisions won't be easy to make, but it will be clear which choice you should make. Second, once you have your why, it focuses your attention. Similar to eliminating distractions, when you have a plan and you know what step is next, you're better able to take action on it. You're focused. You're driven. You know the direction that you're going. Let's take this podcast, for example. So like I said, one of the goals in 2018 is to grow and provide valuable information to more people. With that in mind, and with my steps planned out to get there, I focus each day on the task at hand. So some days that's planning, writing, editing, recording, brainstorming content ideas. But since I have that end goal, I know exactly what I need to do that specific day to get there. It also provides motivation. So joining a gym, often by paying money, people think that that's going to be the end-all be-all motivator. Surely if you've paid for something, you'll be held more accountable to it. And yet we see so many gym memberships go unused. The money is already paid, but it's just not enough to get us there. Once we find our why, we have that internal source of motivation. The external, like spending money, are often fleeting. Yes, a monetary investment entices people into committing to a task, and you can be more accountable to it if you pay for it, but not always. That internal motivation, once you find your why, is so much more powerful. How do you find your why? Personally, I love the practice of the five whys from my precision nutrition certification. So let's go through a little example of someone who wants to lose weight. Start off by asking, why do you want to lose weight? So I can fit in a smaller size of jeans. Two, why do you want to fit in a smaller size of jeans? Because when I'm wearing a smaller size of jeans, I think I look better. Number three, why do you want to look better? Because when I look good, I feel good about myself. Okay, number four, why do you want to feel good about yourself? Because when I feel good about myself, I'm more assertive and confident. Number five, why do you want to feel more assertive and confident? Because when I'm more assertive and confident, I'm in control and better able to get what I want out of life. Wow. So in only five questions, we have gained a lot of insight regarding a deeper reason 
as opposed to just looking better in a smaller size of jeans. Really, that weight isn't about the smaller size of jeans. It's not about the 10 pounds. It's about being in control and being able to get what you want out of life. Think about how much more motivating that would be. It's not just about the clothes, the external sources. It's about internally feeling in control and getting what you want out of your one life you have to live. I encourage each of you to choose a goal, whether it's fitness or nutrition related, doesn't matter, and go through the five whys with yourself. Each time you have an answer, ask yourself why. Why do you want to fit in a smaller size of jeans? Why do you want to lift 300 pounds? Why do you want to compete in this competition? And be honest. When you uncover the deeper why, you'll find one of the most powerful motivators for getting out of bed at that early alarm or doing whatever it takes to reach your goals. Once you have your why, what do you do? Practice daily excellence. So this is small daily tasks, nothing huge, that lead you closer to your goal. It doesn't have to be anything complicated, but over time, these small things add up. We can use writing as an example here. Say your goal is to write 200 words per day. At the end of a year, that's going to be around 73,000 words. The average length of a book is 80,000 words. In a year, you've almost written a novel. Yet, 200 words a day seems like nothing. There's a quote that says, We overestimate what we can do in a day, but underestimate what we can do in a year. Oftentimes, we don't notice the importance of the little things. We don't see how those become big over time. So I encourage each of you to focus on small daily tasks that you can do today to bring you closer to your goals. In addition to practicing daily excellence, I use small, tangible reminders each day that help bring me closer to my goals and remind me of that why. So one thing I do is write down little quotes in my planner. So I'll have a quote each week of something I want to focus on or a mindset that I want to have throughout the course of that week. Once you know your why and you choose something each day that reminds you of it, you're better able to keep it top of mind. And with that top of mind, it makes all the hard things worth it. Similar to making decisions, it won't necessarily be easy to make decisions or take action, but it will be simple in the fact that you will know what to do and why you're doing it. Once you have your why, another thing that I encourage you to do is focus on the progress, not perfection and not the outcome. So along with practicing daily excellence, part of this is enjoying the process of getting there. Of course, we have to have that outcome in mind. We have to have our end goal so that we're able to work backwards But we need to learn to enjoy the process. We need to learn to enjoy the little steps. It's hard sometimes because we don't see others at their step one. Often the people we look to for guidance are on step five or nine or ten. They've put in the work behind the scenes that you're doing right now. They've done the little things before they saw the weight loss or the muscle gain or the ability to innately choose healthy foods. They've learned already what a healthy food is or what works for them in their body. The process should be those little daily actions, that little part of daily excellence. Just like we talked about earlier, these little things add up over time. And one day there will be a moment when it all comes together. But there might be a period of time where 
it doesn't seem like anything is coming together. You kind of feel all over the place still. You're not really sure if it's working for you. By learning to love the process and getting in touch with those little daily habits, it'll make all the difference in the end. Changes should also be made that are sustainable and can last over the long term. When we make our goals little daily actions, we can better stick to them and fit them into our lifestyle. Though in previous podcasts, I've mentioned countless times that overhaul doesn't work. When we do too much too quickly, we fail and we aren't able to keep up with it. On the other hand, by practicing daily excellence, we can take small incremental steps to get there. Yes, it might take more time, but it's the consistency that we should strive for, not the perfection. Now, that's not to say we're gonna go through phases that might not be enjoyable. Like during a weight loss phase, for example, no one likes eating less food. However, it will be worth it when you know your why. When you know that deeper reason why you're doing something, it will make everything seem worth it, even those tough things. And when we learn to love the process, we can learn to love making new recipes and small challenges to fit certain things into your diet. We learn to focus on what we can add into our life instead of what we're taking out of it. So even though we might be eating less food, we can use more nutritious food or different recipes that we might not have tried if we were just eating what we're used to. So let's think, what can you change right now to help you live a healthier lifestyle. Let's go through three examples that I see most often. Number one, hydration. Many people don't drink enough water. For the next week, make that your goal. Grab a water bottle and try to get in a certain amount of ounces per day. Water intake recommendations depend on a lot of factors such as age, weight, and activity level, but a good starting rule of thumb is your body weight in pounds equals the number of ounces you should drink per day. So find a water bottle, look at the number of ounces, and make it a goal to drink enough water throughout the course of the day. A second one I often see is going to bed at a good time. Many causes of injury are not from overtraining, but in fact under-recovering. We don't sleep enough or give our bodies time to rest from a tough workout. In addition, the stress of life adds up and disrupts sleep patterns. Next week, Set a goal to go to bed just 10 minutes earlier, then make it 15, then 20. Before you know it, you're accustomed to going to bed at an earlier time. There's been studies that show our most beneficial hours of sleep are between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. And yet, many of us don't go to bed until 11 or 11.30 at night. So make it a goal this week to move your bedtime up just 10 minutes and then increase it from there. And my third tip is to find accountability. This can be in the form of friends, find a workout buddy or someone to hold you accountable to going to a gym and using that gym membership that you may have purchased at the first of the year. This might be in the form of social media. Like I said, social media has brought us more connected than ever before. And now, while I realize that this can be a negative in the wealth of information that's available, sometimes it's overwhelmingly positive. If you don't have anyone in your real life who you can connect with regarding living a healthier lifestyle, finding that community online is sometimes the biggest thing for people. 
on Twitter or Instagram, you can search locations and local gyms and find people who even live around you. There's countless Facebook groups and other ways to be held accountable. Perhaps this might take the form of coaching. So depending on when you're listening to this, like I mentioned at the top of the episode, you may be able to join my coaching program for free. So you can check out my website at emilymeyerfitness.com in the online coaching tab to fill out the survey to work with me. So the fitness industry is failing. The obesity rate is rising. Our goals are left by the wayside. But to change it, it starts with us. Find your why. Find your deeper motivation to stick to your goals. And then practice daily excellence. Practice the little things. Not going to the gym six times when you're used to going once. Practice going to the gym simply two to three times to start. And then increase from there. Find the accountability, whether it's in friends, whether it's in social media, whether it's in a coaching program. Seek out information from qualified professionals. Learn what works for you in small incremental steps, not huge overhauls. All right, so that's all I have for you guys this week. What are some of your goals for the new year? Have you discovered your why? Have you worked through that five whys exercise? Let me know on Twitter at Emily underscore Meyer. 13, and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.